Hi, I'm Phnom. Hi, I'm Mardis. We're the hosts of Future Future, where two designers talk about the future of everything. We're in the business of turning science fiction into reality for a better future. And today, we're going to talk about LEI, or logic, experience, and intuition. So why are we talking about this subject? Over the years at Nonfiction, we have worked on bigger and bigger projects and realized that we can't use the same methodologies for designing a small electronic uh, product and a, and a complete system, like, like a school, for example. And so we wanted to explore new ways of getting very creative, very productive, as well as you know, mitigate, mitigating risks and, um, um, and shortening the timeline. And much about this is also being more creative. Uh, getting away from those standard forms, those expected forms that we see in the marketplace so many times, and really pushing the boundaries on all levels. Yeah, no more squircles, no more white, gray, black, same 15 materials. We're bored of that, right? There's a lot of developing countries that are becoming really big consumers and they want stories, they want color, they want texture, they want meaning. So the reason why we're talking about logic, experience, and intuition is that we recently started using this in a very large project, designing the educational system of Singapore. And what was wonderful about it was that we realized that we had a lot of things in us, right? Uh, we all went to school, we all were children, we all hated certain classes, and we started overlapping all of these facts about ourselves in order to create something that was not only great for the future of children, but also is something that we wish we had when we were kids. So part of this was <clears throat> setting aside research while we're designing. And this is actually really important to uh, the creative process because oftentimes when you're going in deep to understand and research something, you get a little too deep and maybe when you're creatively designing something, you're gonna repeat those mistakes that you've seen in the past. So we try to really break away from the constraints of existing paradigms and really look towards something fantastic and unique and never seen before. So how are we gonna save money, save time, and be more creative? The good thing about it is all these tools are already within us. So let's talk about it. Yes, let's start with logic. So you might make the assumptions that everybody's logical or everybody uses the same system of logic. Well, just go online and read a bunch of comments and realize how wrong <laughs> this is. Um, everybody was educated differently, listens differently. And because of that, uh, all of our objectives in life, all of our desires are different. And, and we can't apply the way we think about logic to other people without listening to them, right? You can't have one product that works for everybody. It has to be personalized in a certain way, or it has to really understand people's behavior in order to, to uh, track behavior change. So logic's all about critical thinking. It's observing the world and critically thinking about what's going on, making connections with, to disparate things, and then coming up with something new. And this is extremely valuable for the creative process. And you have to be extremely aware of assumptions. We all have biases. We all make assumptions about how the world works today, how it will work tomorrow, right? As designers, it's our job to design things that don't exist yet in a world that doesn't exist yet. So assumptions are very great 
if they're correct based in a logical world, a logical way of seeing things. So check in with people around you, with your team, with technical people, with marketing people, with whoever may have a different opinion and really listen to what they have to say in order to refine your story. One last point about logic is that one of the greatest skills from designers is the ability to zoom in and zoom out and, and back and forth. So zooming in, you really solve the tiny little problems, alignment of two parts, how it fits the components, where the wires are, you know, all those very tiny things that the consumer is not even aware we worked on. And then when you zoom out and you really answer the questions, why am I doing this? What is the meaning of this? Where, what, what kind of home is this going to go to? And what kind of life is it going to change? So go back and forth and really check in within yourself with everybody else to make sure the product makes sense from A to Z. And next is experience. Why is experience so important? Because we see the world around us. We interact with people and cultures and different economic status. And there's so many different textural qualities to life. And this is really important to bring to the creative process. Here at Nonfiction, we actually have a, a really diverse team of people from all over the world doing completely different disciplines, everything from science to computational design to traditional design and architecture. And you know, these people have really rich experiences that lend itself to the creative process in many ways. So all of this is about storytelling. What kind of story can I bring from my past experiences, from the experience I have living here, for example? to enrich the story of the products we're designing. Because we can design boxes all day long, that doesn't sound fun. But what if we, I brought the experience that, you know, of traveling to a country 20 years ago and having a smell, having a texture, a, a color, you know, uh, and, and, and really making it meaningful, not only for myself, but for everybody who will experience it in the future. So we encourage you to go out and live a really rich life and bring that, those richness and that textural quality back to your creative process and apply it. So the last point we wanted to cover was intuition, which is my personal favorite. And what's great about intuition is that you can make very, very big decisions very quickly, you know, on the turn of a coin. You can do it individually, you can do it in a group, and it's about this communication in your brain that says, this feels right, this doesn't feel right. I know immediately, let's move on to the next step. So the most important things about intuition, especially when you're practicing it in a group, is communication. You have to communicate extremely clearly what you mean and what is in your head and what are the different steps you, wanna, you want the users to go through. And that can be done through sketches, which we love to do on whiteboards. That can be done through storytelling. That can be done through you know, little mock-ups or putting certain materials together. But as long as it connects with the person in front of you, you're communicating and from there you can you know, use intuition together. So the takeaway of this episode is logic, experience, and intuition already lies within all of us. It's how do we tap into that? And a great example are children. Children are fantastic. How many times have you seen a child walk up to an adult and says, I don't like you, or I do like you? And that's that funny moment, but they don't have a whole lot of experience with this love-hate relationship. This comes deeply inside of them. They can sense people really well. And how can they do that? Well, they haven't been given, you know, 30, 40, 50 years of filters throughout society and filters and constraints and being told they can do something, cannot do something. It's innate. It's part of them. It's how they tap into this sort of logic experience and intuition specifically. So with that, we encourage you to try out this methodology and tell us how uh, it's worked out for you in the comments below. So thank you for joining us on this creative journey today, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.